0: all right well here we are again
1: (laughs) oh great i love this i love this i love this
0: yeah great so i'm michael rosenbaum and uh, i'm an alternative healer uh, hypnotherapist uh spiritual development coach and someone who just loves to talk about immerse myself in and help others to discover our authentic self or our inner nature and all the myriad ways in which that expresses itself. And I'm here with my good, good friend, Ellen Siegel, who we've been on this spiritual journey together now for close to 20 years. Mm, in our spiritual wow. school together and we share all kinds of things. It's just, you know, having a, a spiritual friend, in this world or you can talk to about Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. is just Mm -hmm. such a blessing. So I hope you have the same, who's ever listening, or you cultivate that because uh, it's so important to um, further our education and our energy and just really enjoy it. Because these things are not things that you can necessarily talk about with everyone. Right. So, nor would it be appropriate.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, as Michael said, I'm Ellen Siegel, and um, I'm a uh, clinical social worker who's grown into a spiritual guide, um, spiritual life coach, uh, personal growth advocate. Uh, from wherever you're at, you can expand and expand your consciousness and uh, really value uh, your inner prompts and uh, to find meaning in your life and to expand in all different ways. So uh, I'm also uh, the author of a book, Be Happy No Matter What, uh, Five Steps to Inner Freedom, which is really... um, sort of a reframing of your childhood no matter how difficult it may have been uh, so that you can see it in a very uh, growth producing way and beneficial way and uh, take you on your spiritual journey and I love uh, doing this with you Michael. Uh, Michael gets um, downloads of information and I think that's available to all of us but Most of us are not open to that. We might get a little prompt inside that says, don't turn right at the corner, turn left, or brush your teeth now. And Michael gets a direction (laughs) that um, is uh, expansive and deep. And um, I love sharing it uh, because uh, you're not going to hear this just anywhere. So.
0: Well, I I like you I like your metaphor, to brush your teeth, because this to me is like self-care. And yeah. it's about brushing your teeth and flossing and hey, look over here. And you know, you've heard these words, but do you really know what they mean? Mm. Here's some here's an idea about how to look at it or think about it. And mm-hmm. so they're very instructive to me to kind of read between the lines of spiritual concepts to Mm -hmm. get a deeper wisdom from them so very useful for me and we find that when I share these with others that it also percolates something inside of them that's useful gets you uh, pondering contemplating thinking about things maybe in a different way and get out of a belief about something into the an experience of something or a deeper understanding of something.
1: Mm, mm. So, so our, today, our subject yeah,
0: that we pick for tonight or today or whenever you're listening is there is no end and there is no beginning. So I don't know about you, but when my conscious mind hears that it's like, what are you talking about? How could there be no beginning? How could there be no end? It makes no sense to our conscious mind, right? And then when I've read things like that and spiritual texts and books and things, I just take it either as a metaphor, or it's just something beyond my understanding, not exactly why I'm being told that what I'm supposed to do with that so anyway this came through one day after a meditation to say well here's what you can do with it here's some ideas so I don't know what, what does that mean to you when you hear those words there is no end and there is no beginning
1: well I think in my life it sounded very interesting um Not believable. And wondering that, you know, growing up in a, um, um, I'll call it a concrete world, um, you know, cause and effect. um, I don't know, we learned that stories have beginnings, middles, and ends. Um, Sort of learned that the way it looked is that life starts with birth. And you live through it, and it ends with death. And I don't know, that seems to be what everybody accepts. And, um, you know, so we're brought up with that. So I think uh, it's been hard for me to grasp in a practical way. In a storybook way, I could grasp it. But in a practical way, if I... If that's true, what does that mean about how I've lived my life and the way I think things are? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, um I think some people could shy away from even considering it because it could upset the structure of the way we've set up our lives. So, um, you know, um, I th- I also think that some of us come to it more gradually um, than others. Maybe as as we develop wisdom over time. Um, nevertheless, uh, this piece that Michael's going to read is um, very telling about this and very practical, and I really like practical. So.
0: And I I was just thinking that, you know, in science, the beginning was called the Big Bang. Right. Mm -hmm. And then and the universe is expanding outward. But at some point, is it going to implode inward? And then is there going to be an end? Right. And that's uh, I think most of my fears come out of this idea of a beginning Mm -hmm. and an end.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know so okay i I, had a beginning i was born if you're only looking at this life but i'm going to have an end and a lot of people fear death because they think it's an end but even if you believe in the afterlife or you think there's something else happening is there going to be an end to that at some point Mm -hmm. people's minds and where did i start (laughs) if there's an afterlife is there a before life you know, mm-hmm. So these questions kind of bounce around and you're not sure what to do with them. These are something Ellen and I have pondered long and hard for a long time as mm-hmm. we've learned, you know, what does that really count? <clears> so this is kind of another look at that and and it is mm-hmm. maybe practical. So um, just before we start reading, think of it in this way that... Um, Something that has a beginning and an end has form to it, Mm -hmm. has a form. Something forms, it exists, and then it it disintegrates, right? That's in our world. Nature's like that. There's a beginning. Things are born, and then they um, grow and mature, and then they begin to have an ending, right? And they dissolve Right. And we see little endings. Like if you look at a tree, a fruit tree, um, it grows and then it bears fruit and then the fruit dies and then it bears some more fruit. But at some point the tree dies. It's all in form. But just consider that there's another part of us that is formless, that doesn't have a form hard is that maybe to conceive? And it's the part that doesn't have a form that doesn't have a beginning or an end. At least that's my understanding. So just as a little preface here.
1: So I um, I just wanna add this piece that for me, that um, is easiest to grasp when I think of it, that it's consciousness that doesn't have a form. And, you know, I mean, people debate this all the time, you know, um, but that's one way I think about it, because I am aware of consciousness located here, so to speak. I mean, there's many more aspects to consciousness um, that um, that that part is formless. So, all right, let's see.
0: All right, let's okay, start reading. See what it. It, it says.
1: Okay. <laughs> See if
0: it lives up to this hype here, <laughs> okay. So here's what I heard. Remember, these are this is teachings for me to get some deeper understanding, and we're passing them on. Hopefully, it'll be useful for you too. So what I first heard was, so it said there is no end and there is no beginning. That was the original information that kind of came to me as thoughts. And then it said, don't look for them. It's a waste of time and switches your frequency to the three-dimensional world. So it's already telling me, don't waste your time. But it it switches your frequency to the three-dimensional world, which is a subset of reality and is not real in the true sense. It is real in its own dimension and experienceable. The place of no beginning and no end is a rich experience with both a steady undercurrent and an ever changing dynamic of flow. You can learn to focus on the all, which is perfectly still and rich in its stillness. It has no vibration as you ordinarily think of vibration, yet it is rich with texture and intelligence. So why don't we just talk about that part? Because that's a lot, right?
1: It is a lot. That's a whole (laughs) conversation. Um, I just want to, is it okay if we just start at the beginning?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's go back.
1: Yeah. So don't look for the beginning and the end. It's a waste of time. So just that is, is, is a teaching that we're here not to waste time that that we uh, can spend time on things that um, aren't any um, of any substance, so to speak. So, and switches your frequency to the three-dimensional world. That's that concrete. This concrete earth life here.
0: So So. that's pointing to the idea that there's more than one dimension.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not, there's not just the three dimensional world. Mm -hmm. And so by focusing on is there a beginning or end, or even focusing on time itself, because time, the word time assumes there's a beginning and an end, something moves Mm -hmm. through time. There's a a past, present, and future. So that is looking through the lens of the three-dimensional world. There's nothing wrong with that. But as it says, it's a subset of reality and not real in a true sense. It's real in its own dimension and experienceable. Of course, we feel like it's real, but... Think about when you have a dream, it's real when you're dreaming it. But when you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, that was just a dream, meaning it's not real. It's not like this dense world here.
1: Yet when you were in the dream, you experienced it as that world, whatever that was, as real.
0: As real and dense and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. you were stuck in it, whatever it was, Mm for good, bad, or different. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what if there were other dimensions that you could wake up into and then you would look back at this world and you would say, oh, it's kind of like a dream also. Meaning it's not the ultimate reality, it's a subset of reality. When we're dreaming, it's a subset of reality. It's a creation, a self-creation, mm-hmm. but a creation nevertheless. And this world from a higher dimension w- would look that way also. At least th- for me, when I've traveled to other dimensions, that's what it felt like to me mm-hmm. when I was in that altered state. So
1: and, and, and it and it's all there at the same it it all exists simultaneously it's just where you're tuned in
0: well that's true that's true so that takes time out of it
1: doesn't yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so
0: so i just want to reiterate what we said in the beginning to understand this next couple of parts because These higher dimensions, or the true essence of who you are, which, as Ellen said, is consciousness or awareness, it's formless. In other words, it doesn't have a form. We might use our brain to decipher information, but we are not our brain. We're there's something else. The brain is a tool in which we use for processing information but it's not who we are we're not it's like when you watch a program on your tv set you know the program isn't in the tv set it's just transmitting it you know and so the formless is a dimensional piece of us of where our awareness is and it's often described as formless, to me, when I hear the word formless, um, it's, it's almost saying like there's nothing there. It's like blank, mm-hmm. void mm-hmm. of everything. That's the way I used to think of it. But that's not what it is. <laughs> that's not the experience of it, at least for me. So it goes on to say that the place of no beginning and no end just really talking about this formless place, is a rich experience with both a steady undercurrent and an ever-changing dynamic of flow. So it's not, it's not non-experiential. It's not like I'm all, there's nothing happening. It's a void. There's nothing happening in terms of the way we would consider happening in the three-dimensional world. There isn't movement in that sense, but it's rich with experience. And that's what it it goes on. You can learn to focus on the all, which is perfectly still. It means it's not moving the way we think of movement and it's rich in its stillness. It has no vibration as you ordinarily think of vibration, yet it is rich with texture and intelligence. So, you almost have to experience it yourself to know that. But I know Ellen and I both have had incredible experiences when we sit in that formless stillness place. If we can quiet ourselves long enough, then that begins to unfold. But it's not blank, it's not nothing, it's rich it's richer than anything in this world, as far as I can tell. I mean, what's Um, what's been your experience of that?
1: Well, and I was gonna say that um, upon hearing this, if this is not something that you've been aware of or heard about, um, knowing this and hearing it invites you to be open to experiences along those lines and um, even just the first awareness that there are could be other dimensions. Uh, and often, um, one way to get in touch with that for yourself if you haven't been in touch with that is to notice certain things that have happened in your life, whether it's deja vu or a knowing about something, or even an intense hunch that comes about, um, uh, awarenesses that come to you. Um, you know, there are different kinds of things that indicate um, that there are other dimensions.
0: And so, and and yeah. I know the word dimensions can sound a little way out you know, little dimensions, other dimensions and so on. But think of it as focus. There's other Mm. focuses. There's other ways Mm. you can focus your attention. And when you focus your attention, it changes your experience. Mm. And I bet you've all had experiences, like you mentioned, like where time stood still for a minute, or something seemed to, was a lot of, time and the way we measure it, but it seemed to go by really quickly Quickly. or the reverse, right? Mm -hmm. Or you got so deeply involved in an experience that it became rich because you focused in a different way. So other dimensions are really other focuses, other ways to focus. Because whatever you focus on, wherever you put your focus, that's what emerges or unfolds in your experience. And think of it, there's an outer world, which is that three-dimensional world, and there's an inner world. I don't mean in your body, I mean in your inner experience. And the inner world has a different experience or a different thing to offer us than the outer world does then they kind of, they work together, they're nested mm. together. Mm. Um, and so I always tell um, people when I'm leading a meditation, for instance, t- to try to be as still physically as possible. And the stiller you are physically, then it helps your focus to just be inward. It's mm. not focused on body movements, and then as you begin to practice and get better at focus, then your thoughts begin to dissolve or they don't catch your attention as strongly. It's a, and distract that lead- it's a distraction, right? Mm-hmm. And that leads you to a different experience. It changes your focus. So when there's no thoughts, doesn't mean there's nothing happening. That's what I used to think. Oh, it's just going to be so boring. There's going to be nothing there. No, no, it is so rich with experience, but a different kind of experience. So thoughts are a certain experience. This is a different kind of experience. And thoughts tend to keep us on the periphery of things mm-hmm. rather than in the center of it.
1: Mm,
0: that was really...
1: That was a great description.
0: Huh. All right. So what is it? it goes on to say, from the undercurrent of this intelligence and stillness, all movement and vibration emanate from. So when you focus on the place of no beginning and no end, you completely relax and melt into the allness. So there is no beginning and there is no end of your true nature, but that doesn't mean there isn't a beginning or an end to form an experience. There is, but it comes from that center place. And if you can sit in the center, then you can observe and enjoy the emanations that come out of that center. Without doing anything, it just comes because it just emanates from that. Hmm. Why don't you read the next piece, Ellen?
1: Okay. From this place, there is no fear, no desire to be anywhere else. Just the melting experience of all inclusiveness and love. Not a care in the world, so to speak, but blistering awareness, penetrating awareness, aliveness in its basic form. Nothing can escape this awareness, this love, for it blends into all into the one. Um, the um, the experience of no fear and no desire to be anywhere else, just melting into all inclusiveness and love. Uh, this is a uh, a healing balm. This is a... Um, this is something that many of us are looking for um, as a as something to help us in our everyday lives. When our thoughts are restless and our focus is distracted and there are so many things going on that going to this experience of no end and no beginning, finding that there is a place where there is no fear, where you can be content to be right where you are. And this, I mean, there's a beautiful expression, melting experience of all inclusiveness and love. I mean, just though that line is a meditation right there, a contemplation right there. And and the other thing I wanted to share about this, um, the downloads, There are the words which convey so much richness. And then there's the energy. So as you're listening to this, um, I invite you to be open to the energy that's coming through it, that came through to Michael, that is for for us all. Not a care in the world, All right. <laughs> so now this next part really sparked me, Michael. so what what do you say about this blistering awareness, penetrating awareness? what What can you say about that?
0: It's um to me, when I can get in that place, it's riveting. It's like you just mm. you just so present in the moment with whatever is it unfolding and enjoying that melting into that experience. You're it. It is you, and mm. and and it has it can have many different iterations. That's the beauty of it. So sometimes I'll feel energetic, you know, like electrical impulses. And I can kind of feel that and and enjoy that. Other times I'll feel this feeling of being held in loving arms. There's no arms, but I feel like I'm being held in loving arms. Sometimes I'll, I'll get a visual of something, you know, uh, some light or some movement of lights. and And it's all an expression of that unfolding it's not the the visual that's important it's not the energetic that's important it's that riveting feeling of being just so focused nothing could disturb you Mm -hmm. nothing could take your concentration away from that riveting experience Mm -hmm. and and i just so enjoy that when that happens it doesn't happen all the time but Mm -hmm. when it does it is just feels mm. life changing to me mm. Mm. and it just comes out of stillness, just be willing to be perfectly still, physically, mentally, emotionally and 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 focused on that and bringing yourself, you know, back to that focus, wow mm. Mm. so. Mm.
1: So beautiful.
0: It, it almost feels to me like I'm the I'm I'm one and I'm many at the same time. They're happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> mm. It's very I find it very interesting. Mm. And and I think this next this next paragraph is really, this is so important to me personally because it says when you're willing to be the one then there's no fear of blending into the one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the fear of blending into the one and dissolving is the basis and of all underlying fears when you can be the one there's no fear so i have noticed in me in my spiritual unfolding that every time there's like an opportunity to blend and lose some part of myself into something greater there's a part of me that holds back a little bit it's afraid that i'm going to die i'm going to lose consciousness Mm. I'm going to lose my consciousness I'm going to lose my identity of who I am who am I going to become will I know who I am 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 I lost I mean these this the I don't necessarily hear those words but that's the feeling that's the fear Mm -hmm. that comes up every time when there's a new invitation to blend in a deeper way but every time I've done that, I never lost myself. I still have myself in the memory mm-hmm. of myself, but I have something greater now. Mm-hmm. And what this is pointing to that if you do the ultimate and you blend into absolute beingness, oneness, and you take that leap, that you realize that you're indestructible, that nothing you can't lose you and if you can't lose you then what's to fear what difference does it make what happens because you can never lose you it's indestructible
1: Mm.
0: so i i i that to me you know was said to me not only in this download but others as well because it's very pivotal For my unfolding, to really get that, to trust that, so that I can let go more and more into the blending. Because when you blend with all consciousness, then that means all possibilities are available to you because you're blended with it. It's part of you now. So you have access to it if you keep yourself separate from it, you don't have access to it. And the best way for me to have access to it has been through meditation, through deeper meditations. It's not the only way to have that experience, but for me, it's bore the most fruit, experientially.
1: For me, it's where I can be in touch with that most readily. Um, that um, in meditation, I can I can experience that. So um, open to expanding awareness that enables me to be able to even connect with that when I'm not in meditation. Right, Which is a challenge Um, because everything here is like shiny objects and um, things to pay attention to and distractions. Ultimately, um, I can say for myself as a goal, um, certainly expanding the meditative opportunity, um, which I think I resisted a long time with lots of excuses Um, not enough time, can't sit still, whatever that is, and then have had different teachers and teachings that help me um, own my desire for that, that stillness, that calm. And so, and this is a much deeper articulation of that. Um, And then the I mean, certainly in our hypnotherapy practices, all our trainings over the years, letting go of fear, letting go of attachment to um, self-demeaning thoughts and behaviors and uh, not niceness to other people, um, that that being in this place. it's a real place, no fear, no desire to be anywhere else. And and that that is the heart of fear. Um, and so this is embracing this is a real doorway to inner freedom. Um, you know, I don't even know how else to express that. Um,
0: Liberation.
1: When you, yeah, when you can be the one, then there's no fear about losing oneself because you are that larger self, so to speak. Um, and then that part where we don't lose our... um the unique aspects, you know, um, I mean, anything that can relieve us or shift us or dissolve or I don't know what the best word would be of fear, I mean, seems like the answer. There used to be a... um Think it was in the 70s or the 80s, something like the answer is love. That was like a, a thing, uh, which really was about um, oneness, oneness, and the answer to you know troubles and fears is really to to recognize oneself in the larger in the larger
0: oneness and and the idea of perception that i had mentioned is when you develop this perception which for us happens most readily through meditation doesn't have to be that way but if you practice that over and over again and you get used to that perception then you can bring that perception into your three dimensional world, and so you can hold the remembrance of that and it changes how you operate in this world because you're not looking for this world to provide you with that because it it doesn't right. <laughs> so it it it's uh it's not designed to do that. Mm. So the last part kind of talks about that, says you are indestructible and ever-present awareness and intelligence. Indestructible, ever-present awareness and intelligence. That's who you are. Everything else is play. So if you truly are the, this indestructible awareness and intelligence, then it's kind of fun to see what happens today because <laughs> it doesn't matter in terms of your sense of self. You don't have to do anything for you to have a greater sense of self. You don't have to do anything to feel love. In this dimension, you just feel loved. It's all around you. You experience it. You don't have to accomplish anything so to speak in order to feel it but accomplishing things and doing things is like play think of a little kid you know a little kid that's brought up in a loving home in a loving environment is out there playing it's not worried about whether it's going to get fed it's not worrying about sleeping that night it's not worried about its needs being taken care of so it can play well mm-hmm. you can do that if think of this oneness, this one consciousness is like your parents in a way. It's Mm -hmm. it's this place where you're held in love and no danger could come to you. All your needs are taken care of so you can go out and play and experiment and try this, try that, become this practitioner or that work or get married, have babies, whatever you want to do you know experiment with genders whatever they're doing you know it's it's all play when and, and navigate and
1: navigate issues just yeah. like if you're watching a movie that's got drama and it's got sadness and it's got joy and it's got um, you know all kinds of other feelings that are part of the play and um you know, and are there for us to enjoy our ability to play in it. I I have to tell you, Michael, um, really making a note of that, the oneness is like your parents. I don't think I've heard that anywhere that way. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Because when we've heard about unconditional love and, you know, people debate, you know, is there a God or what is spiritual and, you know, all of that oneness, that, that experience of oneness, you know, like you said, it doesn't have actual arms that when you melt into that, it's totally unconditional permission to be, to be yourself, to play, to play. And I think, a lot of people don't get to feel or experience that being in this life, ca- our carryings on every day is play. So I think that's beautiful.
0: Right, and that's, and that's open to all of us. Mm-hmm. So it says, this is your home base, right? It's your home. You can never be lost if you know your home base. No matter what happens in this play, I've had all kinds of crazy things happen in this play. I've been up and down and everywhere. But if I I didn't know how to hold on to my home base. Mm. But if you can hold on to your home base, then it's like you're watching a movie, but you're not the movie. I think that's that's the gift that expanding your consciousness gives you as you realize you're not the movie and so you can you can enjoy the movie or play your role in the movie or or you don't even know how to know how the movie's going to turn out exactly right if you went to the movies and you knew how it was going to turn out you probably wouldn't go to the movies
1: (laughs) sometimes i think about myself in several ensemble casts you know like there's my family that I live with, and there's my class of uh, fellow classmates. Then there's my local friends. I might be in a scene in a in a Walmart, and there's the checkout person, the people online, and everybody's playing a role. You know, some people are impatient that they have to wait so long. Someone else is use it as an opportunity to read a magazine that's there that they don't have to buy. Uh, Someone else is happy because they have more time and they don't really want to get to the next place yet. And um, uh, it's just when you think about it that way, that we're all characters and we're playing and you play your part with whatever lines come to you. And then after a while, you can actually... If you think about it that way you know when you take all this and bring it to our everyday lives you can actually think about hmm how do i want to play this part what 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 do i want this actor to say in this scene um and you can Mm -hmm. really have a lot of fun with it and that and that includes That includes when I had breast cancer and a mastectomy and I was in the hospital and my friend, you know, my friend Karen, she was there with me and um, my husband stayed overnight. I mean, these are funny scenes. You know, someone else might say you're, what are you kidding? How funny could this be? So after the surgery, My husband stays overnight. He's so sweet. He's giving me ice chips and things like that. From bending over, he hurt his back. So he couldn't stay the rest of the time with me. He had to go home and his parents stayed at the house because his back went out. So my friend Karen comes and she stays. And I mean, yeah, I was recovering and whatever was involved in that. But I'm going to tell you something. We had an amazing time. We had an amazing time. And and the only sense I could make out of that is like this, that there's other things going on. We're operating on different levels. There's different levels of meaning. And there's a part of you inside. I could see with our three, three and a half year old grandson, he's only three and a half. But he's observing what's happening. He is observing what's happening. So there's, you know, I don't know if that part gets goes away. Maybe we come in with awareness, sharp awareness, and then, you know things happen in our lives and we forget. Um, I'm witnessing his, he's observing, he's evaluating, he's making decisions. So we always have, and you might not think so. But we always have had a part of us that's thinking on the inside. And I go with that's our consciousness. You know, even kids in the worst situations are thinking, oh, if I grow up and live through this, I'm never gonna be like that. You know, because we hear it in our we hear it in our clients. Oh, I never was gonna, I never wanted to be like my mother or Oh, I was I decided not to have children. Oh, I have a lot of people like that. I decided not to have children because I couldn't handle helping someone through those situations. Mm-hmm. Or I was afraid I was going to be like my father. You know, so even so we all of us have that observer inside, which is really your consciousness. So I think a lot of us have um, uh, access to this kind of a concept that we just are now in a position to activate, to really contemplate. There is no end and there is no beginning. So if I take Um, that seriously, how does that change my life, affect my life? Even if it, I had a teacher once who said, you know, it's all right to let yourself be wrong, because I will say to you that there were about four or five times in my life where I had what I thought was a pretty good idea about what's happening and how it's happening. And then I have an awareness like this that debunks everything. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, now I see a truth. And then all the the substructure of my the way I had organized the way I saw my life sort of came down like a like a house of cards because once I had a truth oh like that wasn't true then I thought that and that wasn't true and oh I was making excuses about that and you know whatever it was and then this teacher gave us permission I took it as permission it's like All right, it's all right to let myself be wrong. Yeah, I was wrong about that. And I was wrong about this. And now what? And then you are open to uh, a whole new way of living, a whole new way of living. So, so
0: how does this practically affect your life? I'm thinking about what you just said about um, making a choice. What, what what am I going to do in this moment? What role am I going to play? If you could understand and feel like you had this home, you were loved, you were indestructible, you were cared for, your needs were always taken care of. There's nothing bad that could ever really happen to you. From that place, I make completely different choices than from a place where I need to have this, this needs to happen, that person has to treat me this way to make X amount of dollars. I have to, when I think like that, it's a totally different energy and it's not play. But when I feel like everything's being taken care of inside of me, when I can reach to that place and keep coming back to that well, then I make different choices with people, different choices about life, I can really play. I can be left to just play and the choices I make are completely different than when it comes from a place of need. So if I come from the idea there's no beginning, there's no end, that I'm consciousness, I'm formless, there's in that place, there's all the love I need, all my needs are taken care of, I'm indestructible. If I can know that as I lead my life, then life does become a play of consciousness that can be thoroughly enjoyed. So I would say I enjoy the three dimensional world much more than I ever enjoyed it years and years ago because I can come from that point of view. I'm not detached from it, I don't think there's anything wrong. With enjoying a good meal or sexuality or whatever, you're going, watching a movie, you're going, you know, for a hike or taking a trip somewhere, or I can enjoy that much more fully because I can understand who I am as consciousness, as formless in a way that has no beginning and no end. It really helps me enjoy and play with the form that's here. I mean, it's a great thing.
1: So I think that that is a beautiful um, pulling together of this. Um, It's more than information. I don't even know what beautiful word to to give it so and we both help people do that, find their way to do that. And so, um, uh, Michael, if someone wants to reach you, how do they find you?
0: Well, the, the best way, way is quick. probably on my website, which is alternativechoices.org. So alternativechoices.org, not .com, org. And there's a contact form there, a phone number. And you can reach out to me and um, you can I, I do offer a free meditation every couple of weeks, spiritual type meditation. So if you contact me, give me your email, I'll put you on the list and you can come join us and you, we can explore together ways to develop the sense of who you really are
1: and remove the obstacles to that. Beautiful and if anybody's wants uh, my help, um, you could reach me at uh, behappynomatterwhat dot com. There's also a contact form there, and um, or Ellen at behappynomatterwhat dot com. And uh, this has been great. I'm so glad that we did this, Michael this yeah, one man. in particular yeah, oh, so yeah.
0: and so. I, do, I do want to make a little plug for Ellen's book. I'll be happy oh, okay if I ever want because okay, it's but... it's so easy to understand down to earth practical knowledge about how to step out of the herd or the the old programs into of uh, spacious you. So I highly recommend it you know, to read that and you, and you get to feel Ellen's energy and get to know her point of view and how she does help people.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh-huh. And um, this has been great. Glad you could join us and um, hope to time. see you next time. Okay. Yeah. Bye.